Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining in for our show, Conversation with Priya. I'm your host, Priya Mishra. Amit Thapa is the Chief Talent Officer and founder of Global Talent Agency, a business that connects great Australian businesses to top talent from around the world. He has over 15 years of experience in leading HR team and driving HR initiative across multiple markets, including delivering employee strategies and business transformation initiative in APAC. He has a master's in human resource and international relationship relations merits, initial human resources strategy from the University of Sydney. He has a bachelor of economics degree from the Western Sydney University, is the founder of chairman of the uh, foundation in Nepal called France of Nepal Association. He is married with one son and lives in Sydney, Australia. So looking forward to talk to Mr. Amit Thapa today, our guest. Hello, Amit. Thank you for joining in. Uh, welcome to my show, Conversation with Priya. Uh, thanks for accepting it's my absolute pleasure, Priya. It's so nice to see you and um, hi to everyone who's listening to us today. Thank you. Um, we, we've been going for a long time. Our friendship has been there for a long time. We've known for our, each other. Um, and I have seen your journey a bit. I, will, I know what it takes, how much effort and time you have spent on that. I would like you to explain a little bit your journey. How did you start it? How all this concept is started for your business? Yeah, um, yeah. thank you, Priya. That's a great question. Um, I will try and be short because obviously <laughs> it's a lifelong journey. Um, yeah. So I might start where I came from. So obviously um, I've come from Nepal um, and I came to Australia um, as a student um, probably about um, 23 years ago, as an international student, my journey into Australia came uh, through the student visa pathway. Um, you know, so I went to university here, and while I was studying, um, I obviously, like most students, to had to, you know, um, it was a rite of passage. I did all sorts of jobs, and to, yeah. and what that really meant was um, I became really agnostic to jobs. Um, yeah. I work was valued in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that really, um, you know, looking back, that really set me uh, for success in the career I had, a future career I had uh, in corporate HR. Uh, essentially, yeah. I did a bachelor's degree in economics. Um, and whilst I had no um, pre, um, pre-idea about like, you know, being a HR person, because of the fact that I had um, come from a different cultural setting, I was uh, able to relate to people, you know, the job they did. Um, yeah. I was linked that up back into my career. And, um, you know, that really helped me um, um, find my feet uh, in a corporate HR career. And um, so I spent about 15 years working in HR, um, starting with recruitment and then yeah. moved on a generalist, a HR business partner, strategic um, HR leader of um, um, uh, fairly known international organizations, um, both uh, internationally and in Australia. And um, I sort of reached the peak of my corporate career. And then I really wanted to do something more and um, go back to the roots where I'd come from and be of service to the people um, yeah. you know, um, who really struggle uh, to connect the dots between um, you know, coming to a new country and finding gainful um, employment. And I thought, you know what, um, I've been on both sides. I might as well be uh, useful um, to the people at large and have fun with yeah. what I'm doing. So that's how 
and the Global Talent Agency, the organization that I run today, um, has come about. Yeah, very interesting. I mean, I know you you had a special passion for the people who are coming from the overseas and you help them a lot uh, to find their feet on this and this uh, beautiful country we are living in. It is, a, of course, everybody says it's a land of opportunity and we have experienced us ourselves. Yeah. Uh, um, amazing, amazing story. And and I have uh, you have been telling us a lot of history from the different um, uh, people come come to this country and what they experience through you. What are the top qualities you look for when sourcing talent for companies? Or in other words, how do you achieve the required synergy? Yeah, that, that's a great question, Priya. And, um, you know, over all these years, I've thought about this a lot because I get this question all the time um, by candidates, you know, they say, hey, I mean, can you tell me what do I need to prepare? Um, yeah. You know, and what do you look for? And that's a really good question. What I found uh, in my own experience is, um, you know, I always look to strike a balance between um, obviously a couple of things. One is the actual skill. You know, you need to have the innate skill they're looking for. Um, in Australia, experience also goes a long way. As you know, you know, Australians, they want you to have some level of experience. But even more important uh, is the overall fit. Um, and, um, you know, Skills are often easy to find, I find, um, and what companies are really looking for is the cultural fit and the values and mission alignment, and that is becoming more and more, um, and the unique X factor, you know, we all are born different, and I think we need to be really confident, and I think if you are retrospective and you understand yourself who you are and find a way to present that X factor, I think people will find really gravitate towards you. Um, and other basic things, I always look for individuals and when I'm coaching and mentoring um, younger sort of talent, so, you know, uh, essentially every day I talk to my clients and the brief they look, um, they ask me is a couple of things. They say, hey, I'm looking for someone with integrity. Yeah. You know, someone um, who is willing to um, do the right thing by you. Yeah. Um, the yeah. second one is also looking to hire intelligent people. Yeah. When I say intelligent people, they don't need to be rocket scientists. Just someone um, who is willing to, you know, go out of their way to and um, be well-rounded, find out more about the company, you know, um, and, and bring that extra value, create value for the employer. That's what they're mm -hmm. looking for. Mm -hmm. And the third one is, um, are you passionate about what, you, uh, what you're doing? You know, it doesn't really matter uh, what you do. Um, you know, particularly in this country, I found, um, you know, it can lead you to, a great career if you're actually yeah. passionate and have those things, integrity and intelligence in whatever you do. Yeah. You, can, yeah. you can just be a cleaner, but you can have a very successful cleaning business or, you know, and have a career like that. So yeah, yeah. those are the things I really, really, um, you know, encourage people to think about and reflect upon and, mm -hmm. and position yourself um, from those three points. I think, um, you know, that, that should really um, set anyone um for um, in a good sort of state. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, as we discussed earlier as well, like we, it's, it's more of an attitude. If, if you have a right attitude and if you are committed to your trade, your work, your bread and butter, you know, nothing can stop you in growing. I mean, you have to be hardworking, smart working, but with the right passion, right attitude and right intention, it will give you success. Isn't it, Amit, on yeah. that? Absolutely, Priya. I think in this particular, in this country, in this economy, um, you need to have a flexible and open-minded mind, uh, open attitude. You need to be uh, willing um, to learn 
um, new ideas, embrace them as well. Um, you yeah. know, um, and I think that's what's going to make a difference, and that's what employers are looking for. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. And what have been the major changes, whether uh, it's talent retention, acquisition? Yeah, look, I think um, no longer an employer, any good employer or a big employer can um, can um, rely on their laurels to say, you know what, we pay you high salary and we've got great perks. Um, I, I don't think that's, um, that's, uh, that's enough in this day and age. And there is still a talent war. Uh, if you're a yeah. top talent, um, you know, there's a huge shortage globally uh, for those sort of top talent. And I think more and more uh, organizations who are able to attract and retain top talent are organizations um, who have a clear purpose, um, you know, clear vision, clear values, clear leadership within the organization, but also making a social positive impact. And I think that's what individuals are looking for. Um, mm. You know, it's you, you will get paid competitively. Uh, the perks are there, flexibility, all these jargons here, they're there. But like, you know, at the uh, core of it is, um, you know, do you have a purpose? Um, are you a purpose-led organization? And I think, are you a socially conscious organization? Um, you know, I think that's what individuals are looking for. Yeah, yeah. And I think it needs from both both sides and becoming a linchpin, no matter whether you do a business or you do a job, it's becoming a linchpin is becoming a crucial these days. And, you know, you do have to have the value add, but you have to have that linchpin attitude. What do you, you know, it, I, I absolutely agree, Priya. I could not uh, agree more. Um, you know, and often organizations, all different organizations, let's say like you know, there are 100 organizations, 100 organizations will have 100 different values and missions and what have you. All you need is one job. Yeah. You know? Align yourself, be clear. First and foremost, actually, you've got to start with yourself. What are your own values? Yeah. You know, what is your own purpose in your life? And find the organization that really has a similar values and uh, you know, mission, and if you can find that, and I'm I'm pretty confident you will find one. Risk yeah. becomes so much easier, you know. Yeah. So you don't need to pretend, you don't need to fake, you don't need to all of that nonsense. All you have to do is be yourself. Isn't mm. that a beautiful place? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Back in my career, that's yeah. where I have had the biggest success is when I found, uh, you know, when your sort of career sort of fits and your life goals fits hands and gloves. You know, everything becomes so much more easier. Yeah. Mm. And also it, be, it helps employer when they find the right fit and right values, the retention, you know, ability also increases like, like quitting. Most of the people quit because the values are not aligned. Um, it's just a challenge for both sides. I absolutely agree. Um, you know, every single employer that I talk to day in, day out, they said, look, you know, um, obviously certain, certain sectors or certain jobs, you need to have mandatory qualification to get yeah. there. You know, skills they're willing to teach you. Often, every organization has their own way of, um, you know, doing things and um, all of those things. And organizations are willing and able to train you on that. But it's that willingness. Do you yeah. have what it takes to learn? Are you open-minded? Like, are you not stuck in your old ways? And I think that is really, really the key here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, that's been to my next question. Like, vocational skills are becoming increasingly important in today's workplace. Do you have any personal experience in this regard and what are your views on that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, this is a really important question, particularly depending on our audience. Like if we've got audience 
coming from the subcontinent. Um, you know, it's really important. Um, in, in Australian context, I think globally it's the case, but particularly in Australian context, um, you know, if you think about a skill versus qualification war, um, you know, skills will any day win in this country. You know, mm. it doesn't really matter how many masters you have, but do you have the skills to do the job? And often I see this in, um, you know, sectors such as engineering, and one of the first comments, like, you know, I get really, um, you know, employers say, hey, they've got a great set of qualification, but are they able to do the job what's required? So I yeah. goes to that skill. And I think in this country, um, if you have a vocational skill, you're passionate and you've linked the skill with your passion, you will never be jobless. And, you know, and with that, you can do anything. Um, you know, I wish as a young guy, um, you know, I was brought up in the system where I had hands-on skills. Uh, you know, our education system, unfortunately, I was not that there was very much academic and theoretical, but, um, you know, for the younger ones coming through the ranks and we're thinking about uh, career future in Australia, I really encourage them to have some sort of hands-on skill. That can easily be applied in any corporate jobs, white-collar job you do anyway. You know, if yeah. you're hands-on with something, you're hands-on. Your, yeah. your ability to get things done, you become a natural implementer, uh, mm. you know. I found myself, I'm a great visionary. I mm. can do all the, you know, visionary stuff. I, I sometimes struggle to implement that. And that's a big learning I've had to go through. And I think um, if I can, um, you know, if I can share my insight, I would definitely say, um, you know, vocational tra trade skills, anything to do with skills is so important. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, upgrading yourself, your skill with the time and adopt to the new new era, new trend, it becomes the crucial for any success rate, you know, and that these days, if you notice, like flexible working is gaining ground after the pandemic. What are the types of job that you are, you know, you see in demand these days? Yeah, look, I, I think um, uh, there's two contexts. One is the natural, um, you know, type of jobs that we're Thing increasing. The other one is the short term, the immediate acute one that, that's been created by COVID uh, related. So they're a little bit different. Um, but I think generally where the economy is, where we are and where the future is heading globally and also from Australian macro uh, strategic uh, context point of view, um, you know, if you think about the mac ma macro context, um, you know, Australia still has a population and yeah. that is not large enough to sustain uh, the future standard of living in Australia. I.e., you know, we've got an aging population and there's a, a large group of uh, baby boomers like, you know, who were born um, after 1965 um, coming to retirement. Yeah. And so there's not enough paying the tax. So from Australian government point of view, like, you know, so that is a real area where they need to find more younger people to come to Australia, work, you know, pay more taxes. So, and these retirees can have a, you know, if you like, uh, standard of living they deserve, right? So yeah. so naturally what that means is like, and there'll be lots of jobs in the healthcare sector, um, yeah. you know, health sector, i.e. nurses, doctors, uh, particularly allied health uh, is the area. I really encourage, um, you know, uh, your audience out there to think about uh, jobs like occupational therapy, um, you know, uh, physiotherapy, speech pathology, uh, not just in nurses, but um, there's also lots of work in the disability sector. Um, and that's uh, that's been created with the National Disability Insurance Scheme. So, um, you know, community type of work. So there's a lot of um, those sort of works. Um, you can see, um, you know, starting to really ramp up. So that's one. The other one is, uh, you know, Australia is still, um, you know, very much, uh, wanting to be a knowledge economy, a service-based economy. So you will see, and with COVID particularly, you can see uh, there will be a rise of jobs in the technology sector. Technology is here to stay. 
um, you know, in the technology sector, particularly, um, you know, cyber security type of roles, uh, data science roles, um, uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, these are the future of technology, right? Innovation technology, I think, and there will be those roles, um, you know, there will be a growth. And also agriculture sector. Australia is still uh, is a large country uh, where we produce lots of food. Um, yeah. You know, um, if you look at the world, um, we've got a growing population in the world. That means more people means more people need to be fed. Yeah. And there are only places in the world who can do it, and Australia is one of them. So yeah. the future of Australia is going to be about that. If you're in agri agri-tech, agriculture, and I think um, you will see more and more jobs um, come in those industry and sectors. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a recent pandemic brought a lot of um, highlights on the timber industry, food industry, wine industry. There are yeah. plenty of work here. We just need to focus and align it in a right way. Um, Australia is also working very closely with the Asia and India and other part of the world um, to, you know, bring, uh, uplift the game of the whole business uh, strategically in a business uh, arena. I, I'm assuming this, like right now, we have a lot of scope to grow in terms of, um, you know, business, different different aspects of the business. And I'm sure there are a lot of people required to handle those kind of uh, growth we are going to gain in coming time. So it's it, there is there is huge in demand in many areas, as you said, in the agriculture and all, especially. So flexible working is becoming, do you think bringing all that flexible working concept is going to work in this growing market? Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you know, flexible flexibility goes on both ways, right? Yeah. Um, as much as there is flexible way of working, uh, people also need to be flexible in their mindset. And if you've got a flexible mindset attitude, like, you know, rest is easy. Um, you yeah. know, so it's not bad where you do your work, like, you know, what do you get it done? And I think and that is just a future of work. Um, mm. That's just the reality that we live in. And, um, you know, it doesn't really matter. You look at the conversation we are having, you know, you are in one part of Sydney, I'm in other part. I could, um, I, I may as well be in Fiji and it wouldn't really matter, right? And, yeah. and that is and that is the reality of, um, you know, yeah. um, the future of work. And it's here now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we. I was listening a couple of TED talks around the, how the workforce is gonna train, and see contracting is becoming a more um, more focused now. Like there are a lot of people are looking for the short term to long term, you know, employment, and people are looking mm-hmm. for that kind of a flexibility from employees side as well. Like if you are available for a few hours and can, you still can give the same kind of a productivity and the honesty to the to your job. There are plenty of opportunity to grow in that aspects. Uh, what do you think about it? Like how it is gonna grow in? A, I mean, I heard a crazy idea. Some was talking all that people are looking for even like for half an hour. You know, like coffee shop and all. Like somebody wants for half an hour to fill in that gap, and if you can, there is a job. You know. Yeah, look, I, I think um, I don't think we have seen the end of it all. We are just only um, you know um, um, tip of the iceberg in terms of where this is heading. But I think you're absolutely right because uh, we've already seen in the IT sector, right, where, um, you know, IT consultants go and do their bit, uh, you know, get get involved in a project, finish the project, and they actually don't want to work in a full-time work. You know, they just want to deliver the project, have a little bit of rest, move on to the uh, different project because for them that keeps them uh, active, fresh, their skills are upset, they get paid well, like, you know, they don't want to be bounded by the old traditional method of, like, you know, nine to five, 
um, role. You know, I, I think there will be a place um, um, uh, for, there will be a mixture of all those things. Uh, there will yeah. be some nodes that needs to have stability, security, and individuals who are looking for that, I think there'll be a place for that. And there'll be a growing, um, I think, industry, if you like, um, you know, where it's a lot more uh, flexible working or casualization of work, or yeah. a lot more this work i think um uh, you you will see that happen a lot more and more and more um mm. yeah mm. yeah so that brings to my last question what have been your cross culture experience in connecting companies from various geographies yeah, 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 amazing and a great, great experience. Actually, I was just reflecting, you know, thinking about my own career, Priya. So when I first um, started uh, into my um, HR career, um, I worked for a national retail company in Australia. Yeah. And they were, at that particular time, you know, they were the biggest organization here. Yeah. Um, and I remember um, I was um, in that team. So we had a, a part of the recruitment HR team. We had a team of about 40 people. And okay. I was the only person of, uh, you know, uh, uh, of a South Asian background, uh, you know, in that team. Um, funny enough, the actual general manager of that company, of our team, the big yeah. guy was uh, an Indian, Indian man, very smart guy. But in the, like, you know, doing bit, I was the only guy. Yeah. And, and um, interesting enough, I used to get, um, I used to get emails or applications from students from India. I don't know how my name got that. Hey, I'm at... <laughs> By the way, I'm thinking about applying for a student visa, um, you know, coming to Sydney, I hear you can help. Can you help me? I'll be coming in March. Like, um, so that's where I started. And I remember, like, in you know, my job, um, started by, uh, I used to fill night fillers and what have you in this Sydney supermarkets, right, 25 yeah, years yeah. ago. Um, and I used to line them up even before they arrived here. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, part of that journey was actually talking to the store manager here in retail business saying, hey, I've got, um, you know, I'll use the name Sri coming from Bombay. Um, you know, he seems like a real nice guy, really energetic. He's shown passion. Um, I think he's willing to do any shift. Can you give him a, you know, and it was really about um, really um, bringing these guys up to speed that, hey, there's a, you know, young generation of um, students coming through and these are the ones who will fill the vacancy that we can't fill. You know, yeah. I started my career that way. Um, and now today what I do is just an extension of that. Um, hmm. You know, because my current role is I work, I, I really enjoy working with uh, SME, um, which hmm. is small, medium businesses in Australia. They are great Australian businesses. Um, you know, they've never, ever in the past considered um, employing, you know, foreign nationals yeah. or global talent. Um, because there's this thing, it's for the big, big operators of the town. And yeah. what I've done is, I think what I'm really passionate about is really, really making the process really simple, easy, and given the confidence with all my years of experience, hmm. um, and um, but also uh, it, uh, you know opening the doors they would have never thought about accessing talent. You know, I, I have recently placed um, individuals, example from India working in the Middle East, uh, UK qualified, you know, uh, to an employer here in in Sunshine Coast. Yeah, um, and that's a, and they're going to be the first. Uh, foreign uh, national or Indian national they would have ever employed for them. And there are lots of those sort of uh, companies. And part of my job is to really bridge and facilitate that, you know, uh, from a candidate's point of view, they also get frustrated, you know, they apply mm. for this role and they don't know whether they're going to be yeah. well. 
whether they'll be interested in their career aspirations. Whereas on the employer side, you know, it's a huge investment on their part. So what I do is like, you know, try and really bring the barriers down and connect those two. Um, and it's really satisfying. Yeah. I mean, I know you have been helping a lot of uh, people and there are a lot of case studies you can we can vouch for and you know the story and the journey that people have gone through this is an endless story and the journey is continued and i'm sure there are a lot of people are going to get opportunity through you uh, a couple of i know uh, gone through your journey so it's interesting to see how people are you are creating that synergy between two end and which was earlier not possible even when i came it was not possible i came on i did not came on a student visa i came on a work visa been transferred through yeah. my company but yeah it was it is adoption like people were adopted to the foreign in you know people coming and helping them into their workforce uh, the talent which was not available locally which is good it's open up certain <clears throat> opportunity for both and you know, to grow. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Priya. With my conversation on both sides, what I find is that when I talk to an employer, um, when I talk to them, um, you know, they're like, oh, we never thought about that, you know, and for them it's so new. Um, yeah. So I think uh, I can be that warm, uh, you know, um, assurance saying, hey, I'm not just um, someone here trying to scam them, but actually I've got a product, you know, and now, you know, they can talk to fellow other clients and get their feedback and, that helps them build their confidence. Uh, equally, I think, because uh, from a candid point of view, um, I was a migrant in this country. I was relatively young then, naive, you know, foolish yeah. in so many ways. Um, but I can share them my journey and say to them, hey, uh, your qualification is valid here. Your skill is also, um, you know, well regarded here. Why don't I find an employer, um, you know, that's willing to recognize that? And yeah. uh, for them, also, it's a big relief. Um, so I think... Um, and um, yeah, so I've, I've sort of um, been in a really fortunate previous position that I found my niche and sweet spot where I can connect the uh, two dots very naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. So thank you. Thank you for joining in today. And um, we will be looking forward to hearing more from you in the future. But uh, this journey ends today and we will give you all details on the uh, below if people wants to reach you out from here or overseas and you can help them in finding their right opportunity and both side it's open and uh, all your website and you are very active on social media i know especially on post facebook <laughs> so the details will be given here isn't it am i right yeah. it'll be fine yeah. Absolutely, I'm very happy to help. And if people just have any one question, if you think I can help you, I'd be very happy to do that for you. And, and you. I really again want to thank you, Priya, for this opportunity. And good on you for um, doing this. I think, you know, um, more we can share our own knowledge, insights with others. I think um, it's it's better for everyone. And yeah, I'm really, yeah. really thank you. I'm sure this world will go out and this the, the people will actually follow follow you and ask questions, plenty of questions they can leave on the comment. Thank you so much for joining in today. Thank you, Priya, and have a great day. Thank you so much for watching this video. If you liked it, like, comment and subscribe if you haven't already done it. To know more about us, visit www.corporality.global. And also you can find more about Priya Mishra is on priya.sydney